Hey folks, we are back with part two of episode 24, so let's just launch right into it, starting with everybody's favorite topic, Dank Cave Secretions. Well, that was Dunedinia. You got the drip of water, yeah, and then you got the drip of this this sugar stuff coming down here, and then you can make your fermentation. Is this like when Josh was? I've had a lot of thoughts about when Josh is obsessed with the dew collectors, and this is like there's roots coming down from the the arrakis plants, spice honey, and it's oh my god, is this just another worm secretion in a different form that's dune arrakis honey? Probably. It's worm. So we got we got spice honey. Sand trout honey. Bless the little makers. Sand trout. Like bless the little. <laughs> okay, makers. yeah, I'd eat it. All right, I'm not gonna front. I would eat it. I would eat it. So what's the whole bee thing? It, did I I sent you some stuff? You did. Some I sent you stuff. my thoughts, Josh. You did. Josh, did you plagiarize my thoughts? <laughs> did I? I should look. I'm good at that. I do that a lot, apparently. We'll find out when this episode airs. I'm gonna, I'm We're going to have to start asking Josh to turn in intellectual receipts for every episode. Hold on. I'm, yeah, I'm scanning like your t-shirts. thing for any mention of, any, any mention of bees. I, I don't... No, I don't... No, it's nothing to do with bees. No, there's no bees. I, I made up the bees myself. Okay. I can keep, I can keep the bees. All right, so... We're talking about fungal But you, fungal but, but hold on, you did say something about fungal secretions of sand trout. Oh, yeah. So... I'm obsessed. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Let's keep this Dunedemia train rolling. So, uh, honestly, I and this is a this is part of the reason why I chose Liat Kynes because I think in many ways, you know, like as winemakers, we doing we're doing this weird thing with our, like a, our our <laughs> we're we're doing this weird thing with the product of this fungal secretions, right? We're collecting stuff, collecting liquids, and trapping them away in like a cellar type of situation you know, for a period of time for the future so that other people can enjoy it at a later date sometime. Okay. You know, and we're, so there's there's kind of like a lot of interesting parallels between Dune and winemaking, I think, that are really kind of nerdy and maybe you, uh, That's good. you know, have to be like a nerd. You have to be like a Dune wine nerd, like crossover. <laughs> oh, it's like even almost about, as but. if you really like Dune and drinking. You might be really into all of the knowledge yeah. you're about to drop. He might really have a future on the podcast, <laughs> yeah. like he was yes. saying. Uh, you might have to our, disappoint uh, me. Our kinds. He's seen I down don't... many roads. I didn't know that I kinds will... could see the now, though. I don't, well, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> um, I, I James, I really... cannot get over the thought. Just, I want us to all... Is take... this the same mug? Josh. Is that a bubble? <laughs> yeah, they both. Yes. Oh god. I got it. Be, I got it because of you. You recommended it, and <laughs> on, on like a on like a happy hour. To our listeners. Like, yeah, I need a I need a I need a fifty two ounce mug. I'm in. Our yeah, two Josh dweebs. and James are each holding a pony keg that in their like, hand. They both have <laughs> mugs that are stainless steel and black plastic that are approximately forty eight ounces. I'm not sure how large. Fifty two. Fifty two. Oh, my 52. bad. Fifty two. I was. It's the size of my head. <laughs> no, but this is great. I was looking for like a like a stein for mowing the lawn, and so I was like, "Is there such a thing, you know, like as a like an insulated stein?" And one of my friends was like, "Dude, just get yourself a bubble mug." 
<laughs> and it's this is literally if you go if you go on Amazon, it's called the Bubba Mug. B U B B A Bubba. Wow. It is a mm-hmm. double like vacuum insulated, massive. Like you could defend your family. Like this yep. a home defense <laughs> mug. And you really you really get to build your guns just trying to take the first couple yeah. sips out of this thing. Because you're holding up 52 so, ounces is, of liquid is, in this thing. The lid is the lid is reversible. With the, it's got this little. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! You know, so for you south, so that, for like you south pause boil. You can hear how excited excited these dweebs are about their Bubba mugs. Yeah. They are like showing us all the features. They're flipping the flippies around. They're lifting it up there's and even, down. There's, there's so... even there's even a bottle opener right bottle here. Bottle opener, <laughs> bottle opener on the bottom. Oh my word! Yeah. If you put ice in this son of a bitch in the morning, <laughs> it'll. It'll be there at night. It'll go 12 hours. I swear to God. Josh, and I expect you I, to come up with a Dune name for this thing that I can just edit in over every time you guys say Bubba Mug. <laughs> it's well, it's going to have Leader John in the name I know, somewhere, I, was gonna I think. Ask how many oh, let's just call it the Leader John. <laughs> but J-O-H-N. It's probably yeah. more than a leader. Oh, yeah. No, that definitely is. It, right? It's at least two leaders, I would say. What? I'm not good with unit conversion. How many do. ounces are in two liters? Oh my god. It's just under two liters, guys. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, we're not quite there. We're close. Uh yeah. Alright, we don't so, I wanna get back to when, the idea of of microorganism secretions held in a cave that we're all gonna enjoy for later because I feel like it gets really close yeah. to water of life. But there's thopters to talk about. There are thopters. Oh, about. and I've got some things to point out about that thopter. All right, Alec, get us to the thopters. Okay, well, so well, no, hang on. Yeah, where where do they show up? Give me give me a quote. So what's the page? The Baron realizes that he's hangry. He realizes he can't ask for food. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. A madman. The Fremen are all a little mad. So the Baron's trying to, or the Emperor's trying to suss out if the Baron knows that Muad'Dib is Paul, and he's it's clear that he doesn't. He's like, oh, and the crone's cackling. And then he yeah, says, somebody, somebody's later like, that's so sad. And he's like, what do you know about the Southern Pole? And he's like, there's nothing down there. And the Baron's like, oh my God, do you, is he for real? Like, he doesn't know. You don't know. Or was he still thinking that he's lying? That he knows and he's no, just No, I'm pretty sure the line where the, the, where Mohayim is like, nope, he's telling the truth. He's really that dumb has already oh. happened. Okay. And then the okay. Baron's defenses, there's always been reports of stuff going on down there. Some were investigated, a few plants, many thopters were lost, much too costly, your majesty. It's a place where men can't survive. And I wrote in my margins, I was thinking like, oh, if Josh was the emperor, he would have been like, you're right, close it up. Too many thopters lost, <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> One thopter lost is too many One thopters thopter lost. One thopter is too many thopters. So then I'll- and the men. Think of the men lost. I care more about the men than the thopter. Is that true? Yeah. And then Alia comes out, and my the, <laughs> the next moment I want to share is she comes out, and she's like, what up, bitches? I see you. I see you. Throwing all the shade. And then she plops her ass down on the dais, and she the, the detail of her dangling her feet and kicking them against the edge of the like raised platform is my uh-huh. favorite detail in this entire... She's like... Definitely the creepiest... Alia is adult and child at the same time. Yes. What up, bitches? So so my thing I want to point out is right there on page 587, right? The emperor said, right at the top, the emperor says, I too sometimes err on the side of the caution, on the side of caution. It has been reported to me that your uninhabited South Polar regions exhibit evidence of human activity, right? And he's explaining how he got Alia. 
And what I want to point out is that this means that the way they knew where to go in the southern desert was by watching the flight paths of thopters. <gasps> such as the thopter that brought Chani to visit Paul in his drug coma. Which means that the thopter that was sent to retrieve Chani because Paul didn't tell anybody what dumb shit he was going to do mm -hmm. was responsible for the Sardaukar finding and killing Leto too. Interesting. That... I had thought that it was actually him getting information from the guild at this point. Orbital surveillance is how they knew there were thopters doing. Yeah, because it mm. wasn't because the plants had been there for a long time, right? They've been growing the plants and growing the plants. It wasn't yeah. just what the landscape looked like. I'm with, I'm mm -hmm. I'm with Alec on this one. But if it no no you're right. Been, if it had only been worm transport. The guild would have said, "Oh, it's just worm, right?" Because from a satellite, it's just you a can't bunch of worms. But that that thopter, interesting. Gives away yeah, the location. you did say you did say that you wanted to save it, yeah. um, and I looked for it. I didn't. I, I mean, I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm sure you're probably right." But yeah, that line that that makes a lot of sense, Boyle. Very nice. So, uh, Paul slash Jessica are responsible for killing Leto. Oh, the poor baby we've never met. Yeah. And never will. And then the Emperor has to um, reckon with how fucking fierce the Fremen are. And he's like telling the story and Ali is telling the story. And he's like, are you getting this? Like, they killed all the Sardaukar. They killed everybody. They barely got away. And Alia is nonplussed. Or she's not nonplussed. She's like un unbothered. She's like, yeah, and we only did that because we had to burn him off. And like, I came here by choice and... Because I didn't want to have to didn't, tell my brother tell. that his son was yeah. dead. Like, oh, oh. Can can we talk about um, Frank's need to have the Baron wonder if Ali is a midget? <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's not interesting. Is it a midget? It's not interesting, okay. Josh. Okay, fine. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, can we talk about the moment where the Baron talks about how the women throw their... The Fremen women throw their babies at the at the at the Harkonnens. <laughs> they can throw themselves yeah. on the swords in order to make make way for the men. Do we believe it? Yes. No. Ooh, I like. All right, Lily, tell me more. It may just be the current historical moment that we're passing through, but it feels mm. to me like some some falsities, like. This is someone to be like, what What does the Baron know about what's happening in the fields of battle on that planet? Nothing. Faith mm. there. The Interesting. So that's what, that's what the Beast was, was reporting back to the yeah. Baron. The question is, are they throwing real babies or are they throwing little baby looking sacks? Little spice babies. <laughs> little spice babies. Explode on contact. Yeah. The... So. Go ahead, James. Here's my, here's my take on that. It, this is like. And I'm gonna step right in it, okay? <laughs> Do it. Um, a great Muad'Dib fashion. Come on in. I feel like Josh knows enough about me to know that I can't read this chapter without comparing the Baron to our current president here in the United <laughs> States, right? I'm I'm not gonna shy. He's away way smarter. Baron. The Baron's way smarter. This throwing the babies in battle thing reads mm. to me. It reads to me like. Like I have like, okay, I have seen this on YouTube, right? I have seen a mother or at least a female caretaker of an infant take a baby and throw it. I've seen that on YouTube. This to me reads like 
some Fox News anchor saw that one YouTube video and said, like, oh, these people, are, all these people are nuts. Yeah. All yeah, of them do this. I love it. Love They're it. All chucking their babies. In, you know, like <laughs> every single one of them chucks their baby. Okay. Like that's their that's their battle plan. First thing is the baby. So the Baron was into propaganda, just like the Duke. Yeah. As yeah. much as I hate the phrase, yeah, I was trying to keep myself from fa- saying fake news because oh god, I hate that phrase. But yes, fine. You convinced, you've convinced me. Yeah, he's like, no, no, those Fremen are throwing their babies. I know it. <laughs> Fucking throwing babies. Yeah, chucking babies. I mean, they're all throwing something. Like all probably. they do. But yeah, that's them saving face, I guess. All right. Yeah, no, I'm with y'all. I mean, they're not going to waste the water, right? Why would they chuck a baby? Ex- the best argument yet, James. <laughs> they would not waste it's that the fake, water. It's the, fake baby in the, it's the fake baby in the carriage trick. It's those Harkonnens every time. <laughs> <laughs> and then Alia's sitting there, and she says, the child seated on the day has stopped kicking her feet, said, make him afraid some more, Shadab. She uses his first name, and I love it. Make him afraid some more, Shadab. I shouldn't enjoy this, but I find the pleasure impossible to suppress. She is a big old queen sitting up there dangling her feet, being like, oh, do it some more. This is fun. <laughs> Have we already passed her first comment about the Baron? Because I think we did. Because mm-hmm. um, that was some real shade. I mean, he doesn't even know who she is. He doesn't appear much, does he? One frightened old fat man too weak to support his own flesh without the help of suspensers. <laughs> That's a way to greet your grandfather, right? Yeah, and so we're teasing this chapter with the knowledge that like, the Baron is Jessica's father, I think. Is that where yeah. we're left to assume? But like, we've had it teased throughout the book. We're told. And it's, it's just sort of left dangling. like. Well, did we ever get... Any things pointing at who the mother is? No. In this book? No? It comes up later in another book? Uh, Yeah, which I think it might be of questionable canonicity. Hmm. Okay. Is that a word? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So other things. Questionably canonical would be the correct way to say it. There you go. I love that RMGM, RBG, RIP, is completely (laughs) freaked out. By Alia. As soon as Alia walks in, she is like climbing out of her skin, freaked out. And, but did, this is what I'm confused about. Did she not know she was there before this? I don't think she knew what she was until she was in a room with her. But I want to say, this is the other thing I told you guys to put a pin in two weeks ago. Alec actually remembers the thing he says to put a pin in. Most of us are like, I'm going to talk about this later. I'm drunk. No, Alec remembers. Right, so in that chapter, they keep talking about how, oh, the Fremen have accepted Alia as a miracle. Uh Mm Uh-huh. And then in this chapter, and I think in the next chapter, people won't stop talking about Alia as an abomination. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. It's just like an interesting contrast between the shifting frame of reference amongst the Fremen, where they have said... Freak to miracle. Right, and then also saying, like, well, these rules that say she is a freak, we no longer follow, right? We are now willing to accept her on her merit to us. I like it. All right, so let's get into Mm -hmm. the closing section. So all hell breaks loose. The, the quintessential moment in the movie, which I'm so glad that James loves as much as I do, and I have watched it 10 million times if I've watched it one, and I also fall asleep to it. I, The best things in my life I fall asleep to. James, this is the thing you and I have 100% in common. If I love it, I'm going to fall asleep to it. Star Trek, 
Dune, Showgirls. Kidding, I don't fall asleep to Showgirls. Um, <laughs> Maybe you should try. I should, it could help with your stress. It probably would. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so she's like, she doesn't say in the movie. It's wait for my brother, Baron. But in this, in that's this the book, saddest part of this whole book is that it's not in. She there. says, "I told you, my brother comes." So she's so still a good line. And then mm. all hell breaks loose. Wall of worms. Shield balls coming down. Everything's firing and everything. Everyone freaks out. The emperor retreats into his super stronghold. And then what happens? Oh, uh, and then Ali. Ali. Kills the Baron. She's she yeah, says. Yeah, kills the Baron. Yeah, she says, kills the Baron. That's true. Yeah. I have her Majesty. That so Baron's like, oh, I'm gonna get this bitch, and he grabs Alia. I have her Majesty. Shall I dispatch her mm. now? That's what it reads in the book. He hurled her to the floor, clutching <laughs> his left arm. I'm sorry, Grandfather. Alia said, "You have met the Atreides Gamdrabar." She got to her feet, dropped the dark needle from her hand. Okay. Atreides Gamjabar? She also the Harkonnen Gamjabar. Uh, She's half and half, baby. Uh, how? Where? Where did Ali get a Gamjabar? How is it? The, did Jessica give it to her? Does do all Benny Jessica? She made that shit. You know she whittled that shit in the deep south. <laughs> oh, it's a new. What I also love though is that she plays them like a harmonica. Like, there's not really any real skill involved, right? She's just like, yeah. I'm going to pretend I'm running away. And then the Baron's like, I'll pick you up, child. And it's just like, psych. But it was a Thijabar, right? The net. No, she... <laughs> he didn't even touch her, the, the, like, the small of her back and then died? No, she dropped... Literally, there's a section where it says she dropped it from her hand. Okay. No, Josh is just making good jokes, Alex. I read, I read, I read what I wanted to read. Okay. <laughs> I just love it because it confirms to me... I think it supports the Vilnius model of Gamjabar. It sure does. Right? It implies that she was holding it, not wearing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, yeah. There's some good lines of, uh, aren't there some good lines of shade that James. she throws at the mother? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. James, do you think yeah. that you have four-year-old daughters, or a four-year-old daughter and other young yeah. daughters, do you ever yeah. worry that they're going to murder you with a Gamjabar? All the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, this is part of the reason why this is so creepy, you know, and intri- intriguing mm. at the same time. It's like, oh, this four year old could straight up kill you, <laughs> and she and she's got access to all the stuff. Uh huh. You know, she... I'll give you an example. <laughs> so, in our house, uh, we, in our guest bedroom, is where we've been keeping all the candy from Halloween, uh. and. It doesn't have a legitimate lock and key, but it has like a, on the inside you can lock it. And then on the outside, you just need like a butter knife to open it. You may Mm -hmm. have one of these doors in your house. Um, So into our guest bedroom is where we've been keeping the Halloween candy and we've been just locking the door from the inside. And then we use like a whatever tweezers or what have you from the bathroom. Um, And uh, my wife used like a hair clip to open it one day and one our four-year-old amelia must have seen that and from there on out she's just been eating candy (laughs) you know all she had to do was see my wife do that once Mm -hmm. and she'll go into the bathroom and get one of these hair clips that my wife uses and she cracks the store open 
So like the next step there is we literally have to like latch it up high or get a real lock because she's a velociraptor. (laughs) So like if she does have an inkling, like if she wants to kill us, she wants to grab a shank or whatever from the kitchen and kill us in our sleep, she will. So don't let any, don't let her see anybody try to stab you is what you're saying. Don't. Yeah. And we don't teach her that kind of stuff. We don't. You know, like uh, that worries me. Like this is why yeah. these movies are rated this way because if a four-year-old gets it in their head that this is what they should be doing, oh, that's true. They're they're smart enough to do the thing, but they might not. <laughs> but know not exactly smart enough to not doing. do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like holy moly, James. same child. I've never thought about this. You're really raising some terrifying <laughs> prospects in my mind. Like you're yeah. right. They don't have the moral compass to understand that death is forever. And so if you show kids that you can stab someone in with a Gamjabar, they're going to look for Gamjabar because they didn't get their Halloween candy. Okay, you had another example, but I'm already creeped out. They'll just repeat whatever you do. (gasps) Like, they're like, you know how parrots can figure stuff out like that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of behavior that children do that it's like parrots, you know, they just see you do it. They don't understand the context of what they should be doing or if they should be doing it at all. Like my kid said, fuck the butt. <laughs> like I, I must've said like, uh, you know, like if I stub my toe or get her says, fuck the bump. And then my kid saw, you know, this kid on a, you know, in his class or in his gym class video on YouTube, they have TV school now. Anyways, I'm, um, she just screams out, fuck the bum on the, <laughs> and I was like, no, you do not say that. That this is not the context for that, and you shouldn't be using those words. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, they are very smart children, uh, mm-hmm. in a way that is creepy, like Aaliyah stabbing her. Then give them all the knowledge of the universe where they've already seen and heard all of these yeah. things. Well, wait, so I want to bring it back to that, right? Because Dune is full of examples where people say, Oh, I'm all of this, and it turns out really you're like. You're some of that, but you're not all of that, right? So there is a very strong possibility that Alia has all of the knowledge of 400 generations of Benny Gesserit, right? But still has a four-year-old's brain. Yeah. Right? He keeps saying, oh, she's a grown woman. But maybe she's not, right? Maybe she's a four-year-old who knows how to do everything. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, she's, t- she's still got to test it all out a couple of times first. <laughs> <laughs> does it really well, kill him how dead but like how dead and does she even know what dead is at this point because everything is still alive to her <laughs> she can see it all happening as if it mm-hmm. were to now oh, and this other reverend mother in the room must be getting pleasure from this guy getting you know tortured as well right mm-hmm. but Ali is the one that can't control herself mm-hmm. ah. right, so they've got the, they've got this the impulse of a knowledge, yeah. But the four-year-old's the one kicking her feet on the dais, getting a real kick out of it. I mean, she's also the only one from the winning side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, pa- Paul would also probably be kicking his feet a little bit. And... <laughs> but he'd be like, I hate kicking my feet so much. <laughs> Why do I kick my feet like this? No, Paul, yeah. it'll bring the jihad. All right, so we leave We leave the emperor. He is holed up in some super inner sanctum of his iron tent. He's got a couple starter cars 
The Baron has been killed by his granddaughter, the super creepy Alia. There's a wall of worms. Muad'Dib's coming, the Lisa and Al-Gaib. Uh, what else? He's, and it's Gip Fenring. How do we close it out? Um, I mean, that's basically, the only other interesting thing that happens right before that is that Abbott and Costello of the Guild come forward, right? And they're like, first of all, we get the revelation that the Guild guys are on so much spice that their eyes have turned black. Mm-hmm. Which is like, mm-hmm. right? It's like the old, right? You're so full of shit, your eyes will turn brown. <laughs> uh, and so Abbott and Costello come forward, right? And you're like, well, we don't know how it's going to end, but we think that means Paul can't know how it's going to end either. That is interesting. So we learned that the navigators are also having, like, it's not just Paul that gets some temporal knowledge from the spice. It's also the guild guys. But I'm confused. Are they the navigators or they're just guild guys? Hmm. It says, just, it says, guild, a- it says guild agents. Yeah. But then later, so I don't there's think there's also third use stage of guild navigators. Navig- no, it says navigator in the chapter at one point. So I leave confused. Weren't they just referring and to And mostly because, years? perhaps similar to James, my brain is completely warped by the David Lynch movie where I love the guild navigator and the tank. That He's just like living mm-hmm. inside a spice bong. And so if a navigator isn't a giant <laughs> manatee living inside a spice bong, like I don't know how to think about that. Man, the existence of a guild navigator has never sounded less appealing. <laughs> <laughs> You'd just rather be fed. That sounds so what, bad. I don't know what kind of movie you, you guys saw, but that alien which was talking with the orange gas coming about its mouth, that was pretty appealing. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Right. If you don't just want to mm, yeah, you know, float in your like drug of choice for the rest of your existence. See, when, when I see the movie, I focus on the like, oh, here's like an immortal guy that lives in a drug-filled art deco deco train liner, right? I'm like, I could live with that. Yeah. But when Lily describes it as living in the water pool of a (laughs) 4,000-year-old bong, just recycling the same drug over and over again, I'm like, all right, maybe I'm not into that. Your version's better. Yeah, I want to live in the art deco (laughs) space bong train. All right. I feel yeah. like we have we have searched the depths of this chapter. I don't know. I got more. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I feel like uh, if James should ever choose to join us again, there are so many things we have not said about this meat. James, are there ways that people outside of Michigan can acquire this water of life? Why, yes. Oh, good. Um, so it's one of the so one of the things I've been working on. Uh, quite a lot in the last couple of years is getting all of the licensing and things that we need. So just to give you a bit of an idea, what has occurred in terms of alcohol regulation, it's, it's happening to cannabis right now. So federally not decriminalized and every different state is gone going in to make their own rules. So it's exactly what happened with alcohol after prohibition ended. The feds were like, we don't want anything to do with it at all. And then each state went in and said, okay, here's our regulations. Here's what we're going to do in terms of taxes. Here's all this nonsense. And then 20, 30 years later, I don't know the exact date, the federal government was like, well, wait a minute. We didn't say we didn't want any part of the money part. Like, we want money. <laughs> um, and then they also got into the regulation game. So we're seeing the same thing going on with cannabis right now when, when the feds are like backing away from it. 
the state goes in to, to regulate. So anyhow, every state in this country has its own license and permit and a whole process for shipping. So we've been doing a lot of shipping. It's kind of what brought me just to bring it full circle. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what brought me to this podcast. Yeah. Um, we were sending out a, a marketing email basically to talk about our shipping program and, and all of that. So we really do think that we're making a, a really amazing product. I can vouch um, for that. And agreed. Oh, thank you so much. So basically we don't want to hand it off to UPS or FedEx willy nilly. Yeah. Right. And just say, good luck. So we try to maintain quality through this whole process. And so we're a little bit strict on how we do things in any case um, that, you know, is kind of the, the backstory behind the, the, <clears throat> the litany against fear of shipping meat in, in heat. So we, we really try to keep this process, you know, super high quality. Anyway, the long and the short of it, the TLDR and that is we have a website, store.tramsmead.com, S-C-H-R-A-M-M-S-M-E-A-D.com, -M -M and um, you can buy it. So we have our license uh, in many states, not every state, but where, you know, where we legally can and where people have asked for it, I have gone and got that license from that particular state. And in some cases, you need like five or six different permits or accounts or what have you, you know, you got to pay excise tax, sales tax, use tax, the convenience fees, they, they, they get you every which way, right? My goodness. So you can buy it on our website and we'll ship it to you. It's the easiest way to do it. And if you are checking out, uh, you can use coupon code SANDRIDER <gasps> because... <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Just settle down. <laughs> I can't. I'll say this. I I'm of the impression that these these sandworms are really getting the raw end of this deal. Mm -hmm. Like they're doing a lot of work. Yeah, they're, 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 they're not being they're not given anything, right? Are they being given No, they're not stable, they're not fed. They're younger they're killed, fed, they're captured, they're, they're scared of water. Well no, they they domesticated some of them. Well, my point is when you're riding them, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, they, it's, they, they basically stick the thing in the sand that makes a ton of noise and pisses them off. And it's like attracting them because they're fucking angry. Yeah. And then they slap their asses to change direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pull up the scales so that you're unhappy. Anyway, they're getting a real raw end of the deal you're here. You're right. But my, they're, uh, this Fremen are getting free shipping. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they are. So. They ship and Jessica's ass all the way across Jurg. They're not giving any sort of gifts or any sort of food, what have you. And they're so they're getting a free ride. And if you go to our website and order some mead for delivery, you'll get a free ride also with coupon code SANDRIDER. That's S A N D R I D E R at checkout. It's the best thing I've ever heard. The greatest thing. <laughs> My Grinch heart has grown 10,000 sizes. <laughs> Genius. I feel like my life's work is done. Uh, I'm sorry. I apologize in advance, everyone else. Why would you? It's I so good. It's so, so good. Y'all, I cannot say enough. <laughs> I have had two types of this meat. Um, I bought some for my mom, and then I have this black currant meat. If you've had cassis, I'm not just blowing um, sand smoke up your wormhole. <laughs> this, this stuff is... Oh, boy. That's the other one you got right here. Well, Josh, people are listening and not watching. 
We're on a Zoom. I was prompting you. Oh, I don't know what that. I can't. Had not enough Zoom today, so we thought to ourselves, you know what I'll do? Eight o'clock at night, I'll get on another Zoom. I will get on another Zoom. It is. It is. Here's what I. Here's what I am really appreciating about. I and I haven't had much speed in my life, but this is exquisite, and it is like concentrated. It's like the most. The best parts of a complicated wine, and that it is spicy, and it is sweet, and it is tart, and it yeah. is. Um, it's the structure. There's a lot of complicated flavors happening, and it lingers, and um, you get to sit with it. So it's the best parts of a fine, like cordial and a good spirit, along with the complicated flavors of a wine. Like it doesn't burn your nose out in the way that, like, I love bourbon. Y'all know this, but it, it's it's really shooting that gap. Between the best parts of all of those things, it is a true delight. Shamsbeat. Cool. I just glad you like it. Ugh. James, it has been a true delight. I really hope you come join us again because I feel like you bring an we have not had a Liette before. And I didn't know how much we needed a Liette until we had a Liette. <laughs> we definitely yeah. did. Yeah. Not just because you could get well, it. Well <laughs> <laughs> here, here, here's what I'll say about that. I think there's a real inherent contradiction there between the system that he's like part of that he's helped to set up this vision for three generations down the line. Right. Um, and then like when somebody dies, like let's get on the, let's distill the water from their dead corpse immediately. <laughs> you know, so it's like hurry up and wait kind of thing that really speaks to me from a winemaking <laughs> perspective because, and, and you know, you know, if you've been in the, if you've been in the service, this is like hurry up and wait. You, you'd be very familiar with that. If you're a winemaker, you're going to be very familiar with that. We we got to do a ton of work in a short amount of time and really bust our ass and hurry up and wait. And okay, we'll see if this wine is drinkable thirty years from now. Oh. It's kind of very much like a like a like a Kynes family thing. I love it, James. Were you also in the service? Were you? Or, no. Have you served in the military? No, but I saw Saving Private Ryan last night, <laughs> so it's kind of top of mind. What? <laughs> Hurry up and wait. Another fantastic collide. One of our previous guests had like some deep of like active combat experience, and we were all like, "Oh, oh, you know a lot more about yeah. desert combat than we do." Okay, still valid. Desert you power. Desert, desert power is power. the term. Power. Yeah. I. It. It was close. It was close. Um, I was invited to go to, uh, the military academy and I went there for three weeks in the summertime and I discovered it wasn't for me. <laughs> and it was, this was like, I don't know, this was 2004. That's a real and time. And this was not a good time yeah, to be. not a great this time. This was a time, like if you're really into the, de- like if you, what, what if you're listening to this podcast and you really want to get into the desert? then that would have been a great time to sign up because they'll send you right to the desert. Right there. Anyway. Right there. They would have, you oh, would yeah. have been, one, hey. Right there. So one-way ticket to some desert uh, desert mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where our guest Andrew discovered Dune was on a fob in mm-hmm. Afghanistan, so. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. Um, well, did you see on page 592, Josh? you mentioned House Sardaukar again? I got, I got, I got uh, one more thing or two. I just, I just want to officially announce that this is the one more thing. We've had an amazing time with James. We've drank some incredible mead. We've had some wonderful conversations. And so, Josh, now oh, is you. time for your. So one this is more not thing. one more thing. This is just, this is just like a revisit of a thing. I still have another thing. 
This is just the Josh, the, re- that's the, the first word circle. of the sentence. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's to kill Harkonnen and Sardukar wounded. Period. How Sardukar? Nope. But last second to last paragraph. Onward toward the Emperor's Hutment they came while the House Sardaukar uh, stood okay. awed for the first time in their history by an onslaught their minds found difficult to accept. But your explanation of what it means still stands there. I just don't know why it's capitalized. It could also be because it's not like it, somebody had like a, a um, uh, rules of style, like a style guide, right? That said mm-hmm. house is always capitalized in this sure. world because of house atreides and then whoever was doing this did not realize okay. yeah the context sure. i yeah. think that's oh, I, I do no, think that's what I it don't. is that was bringing i don't back. think that's what it okay. is i think that i'm Fine. right and that we're missing out on an interesting thing that we know that that the sardaukar live as if royalty and that there is a collective hmm. house sardaukar and it's because man fucking Neil Gaiman and Penguin is not going to... All of us, they're going to slip on this <laughs> Dune Ultimate Nerd Compendium Edition? No, it's intentional. Well, wait. Okay, Josh, Alec, your episode if, assignment. If we were in Anathem, this would not withstand the Steelyard, okay? Okay, that's fine. I have a, they could I have, have corrected it for the Kindle version. It's that way in the Kindle oh. version. Okay, I was say also, oh, Josh has you, my dad's copy... Josh is my dad's copy from 1979. You mm-hmm. can just do that. Yeah. yeah no, could. Could that could be that could be like a Berenstain Bears type situation. I, I don't know if going. <laughs> yeah, back I'm trying to, the to I'm trying to diverge. The is timelines. really going to be helpful in this situation, honestly. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so for our listeners, what I'm getting excited about is I don't know much about this, but there's this theory that there's two universes in the world. One where. <laughs> Um, some of us exist in the timeline in Hemspace where it's Berenstein Bears. That's the one I exist in. And then there's the rest. Yeah, Berenstein. So the Berenstein. Ba- S-T-E-I-N. And then there's a different. That's where, that's the universe I grew up in. S-T-E-I-N. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, the Berenstein Bears. But then there's a different timeline where it's Berenstein? Stain. Stain? Stain. Berenstein. Stain. Stain. S-T-A-I-N. And that, that is the bubble universe that we're in now because of Donald Trump where we you know like in the original like uh back to the future 2 right we have diverged into this parallel universe mm-hmm. well it's where... interesting Donald Trump is a consequence of the bubble universe at fault is the Chicago Cubs winning the 2016 World Series no no he stole that fucking almanac <laughs> okay he's responsible <laughs> anyway my point is the parallel universe that we live in. It has, it, it's 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 not capitalized. How solder oh. is lowercase h oh. in your book. So you go back to it and you see little h. You're gonna be like it, you know, or or, or whatever. It could be so big just, h. I don't know. Whichever it, side right. of the conspiracy you fall on. Yeah, we're just it's capitalized in this look. one too. Okay, all right. I guess I, I think maybe Lily's just right. I guess maybe. the Reverend Mother was right. Mother Mother's always well, right. Well, when we do our episode about the appendixes, maybe we'll find it out. There. Oh, Jesus. I hope it never comes to that. Yeah. why? Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to that. Um, All right. I've already seen it. <laughs> but this feels All like right. a natural place to get Yeah, we've been recording for an hour and a half. I think together. it's time to get going. Do we do we get to ask James a few questions about his pre- some preferences? Do you have them yes, prepared? Yes, I think let's, let's finish on those. Okay. Okay. All right. 
Let us conclude with one more thing. Give me a moment. I gotta, oh, I gotta pull God. up the slack. One second. Hold your horses. Hold your sandworms. All right, James. Best villain. Just, just straight out of the air. Best villain and best villain in the book. In the book. Mm-hmm. In, oh, the, in the in original book. book. In the in the first best book. Best villain. Oof. Oof. I don't know, man. Ah. Uh. <clears throat> I'm going to go with the desert, man. Oh! The desert. On brand. Harsh. Harsh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Beautiful answer. Exactly what Liette would say. I mean, yeah. I, uh... It doesn't give a shit. <laughs> but can it... I think Fenring's up there. But can it be said... Do the desert be said to be evil, right? It is morally neutral. It is what it is. Well, it's certainly an antagonist. Ah, interesting. True. Okay. It is... Yeah, it's a foe. Antagonist, yeah, that's better. Um, yeah. Other than kinds, do you have a, a another favorite character? Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm not sure. I, okay. I don't know. Kinds is just straight up favorite character. Um, is it the bats? I mean, Gurney Halleck is pretty. Is pretty. I mean, I what what yeah. can you say? Like, the, yeah, the people that are doing cool shit, like <laughs> the people with the cool equipment, riding on the sandworms, all this, like this. I don't know. I I, I guess uh, Duncan Idaho. If I wanted to pick the easy answer, right? He's just a badass. Um, he you know, he doesn't have a lot of screen time ahead, in this you know? book, yeah. does he? Well, because he's like you know he's behind the scenes guy. Yep. You know he's a man of he's like your Bernie Sanders kind of character. <laughs> All right. He's, he's like That's a badass a... behind it. The... <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah, doesn't yeah. get a like not necessarily going to get a lot done. you know up front, but he's but he moves the Overton window for the Atreides. I mean, I know you uh, you were given some consideration to the worms. Mode of transportation. You a you a worm guy, a worm rider, or a thopter? I'm a thopter guy. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> I mean, me. don't get me wrong. Don't get me right. I'll, I'll ride a worm. Yep. But the thopters are where it's at, and not like the uh, the original movie thopters. Those are garbage. <laughs> I'm talking like I got like a like a. I'm thinking dragonfly or damselfly t- style. Oh, okay. Damselfly because of the folding wings. Like, they got to fold. <laughs> Don't just sit there with the wings out. Too vulnerable. I like that. Too vulnerable to a windstorm. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. They got to fold the wings. Any chance we'll see a, a, a Dune reference in a, in a Mead label? Yeah. Uh, I, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't know if it'll be my generation or if it'll be the next generation. Sure. Or the generation after that, but I, the the liquid is there. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. Right. I was I was writing down some notes as we were doing like a veil of the unknowable. Ooh, kind of a cool name for a mead. Um, I don't know. There okay. are there are interesting uh, possibilities there. I I'm not sure if uh, I don't know. If you're interested in that, email me, james at tramsme.com. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tend not to do, like, in, in Mead, I'm kind of a pragmatist. If people don't want me to do something, I'm probably not going to do it. Mm-hmm. If I don't, you know, if I don't have any interest in doing that myself. Well, um, to our dear listeners. That sounds strange, but, like, I'm not going to ship to Idaho unless somebody asks me let's, to do it. Unless Duncan asks you to. Well, this has been and a pure... Oh, there's one more. There's one more. One more thing. You, there's one. There's one last one. It's, it's actually. It's actually your question, uh, Lily. Oh. Do you not know what question you? No, I ask? don't. I don't. Shit, because I just forgot. 
And I've only listened to four episodes, guys. <gasps> hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, I can... Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So, you, you, mentioned, you mentioned the original movie... But you didn't mention just yay or nay on the on the origin on the on the the eighty four movie. That's this is Lily's. Question I came prepared. I came prepared for this question. Okay, I've only listened to four of your episodes, and I definitely picked up on this that I was going to get asked. <laughs> um, because it's a complicated answer, right? No, okay. it's not yeah, complicated. Give it, give it, give it. No, give it, give it, give it, give it all. The complicated. Okay, it, it's complicated, especially for the guy who's going to take the mantle of. Paul Maudie. <laughs> so bear with me here with my answer. All right. That mo- so, okay. I'll say this. Uh, and I, I told you this earlier. Um, that was the, f- that was my entry to Dune. So I had no idea about this author or I had no idea about the book. I didn't, and I was a nerd and I had no idea it existed. Um, so when I saw the movie, it was my first time ever even hearing about it. You know, I, I had, and I knew about Star Wars and all that, yeah. you know, I had no idea that this even existed, much less that it existed before George Lucas and, and in many ways was plagiarized, you know, plagiarized. Yes, the great travesty uh, of, of our, oh, half of of our generation. Yeah, half. So my first entry point was the movie. But it was an awful movie, and it put me to sleep multiple times. No, hear me out. I fell asleep multiple times trying to watch this movie. The pacing of the movie is very, very difficult. The same as like 2001 Space Odyssey. Like It's easy to fall asleep in that movie, from, from my perspective. Okay? The movie, the original Dune movie... Is like losing your virginity in a still suit, uh, in, in like a in, losing losing your virginity in a still tent. Okay, so you're out in the fucking desert. You're trying not to die because like the desert is there and it will kill you. Even if you don't, if like you can't sleep outside in a still suit, you got to have your still suit and then get inside a still tent. Right? That's how uh, how much of a bitch this desert is. Right? It, it'll fucking kill you. So you got to pitch your still tent. And, like, I want to echo some comments that were made in a previous episode. It's like, there's not a lot of information in these books about what the life is like for, like, a regular, if that even exists, like, regular Fremen kid. Yeah. Like, from the age of, like, birth to, like, 15-year-old slicing throats. Like, what is it like in between throats, right? yeah. yeah, like, eight-year-old, between zero and eight for your average Fremen kid. Mm-hmm. And... And I'm not like, you know, I think there's some weird stuff going on with Frank, Frank Herbert, whatever, with kids in general Yay. in his writing. But um, he doesn't have a lot of information there about this process. Like, like the question last time was, do you go from riding the sandworm to fake killing to actual killing yeah. to straight up killing your killing your people that, you know, yeah. you know, like what's the progression there? When do they start having sex? What is that like? When does that happen? Hmm. Well, just ask Fade Ratha. Where did we? Where did we He's lose our Fremen. virginity? Out in the out in the I still know, car. In the still car. <laughs> Listening to the bow so set. So I'm thinking music. like on tit- like Titanic with the psh in the hand. Oh, down the window <laughs> with the with the with the humidity. Ooh. That's what losing your virginity Very in a still tent is like. Very it's, humid. It's gross, humid. It's yeah. sticky, like in yeah. the movie Titanic. It's kind of na- It's kind of weird. It's a smell. It's like a distillation of your own body sweat smell. Oof. You have to go through a sphincter um, to get there. Ah! You have Jesus. to go through the sphincter. 
It's unpleasant. Boy. You'd you would rather be in, back in the set sage, you know, just chilling. <laughs> but you got to do it out in the still tent. So the movie for me is like necessary and and important in that sense. But in the in the way that losing your virginity in a still tent would be kind of sticky and gross and makes you feel <laughs> weird. The movie makes me feel weird and gross. <laughs> you know, but you in know a good I mean? way. It, and then after the movie, I mean, but there was something there, obviously, where I was like, okay, there's something to this movie. Let me read read up a little bit more about it. This is interesting. And then you like, you go through your life and you learn about sex and whatever. You end up having sex outside of the still tent. <laughs> That's how I feel about the, that first movie. So I un, unhappy with my original experience, but going forward into my Dune life, I've had much better Dune experiences. I um but I'll never I'll never forget my first. <laughs> I uh, cannot Okay. find much default in this extended <laughs> metaphor. Would you have a favorite line from the movie? Um I don't know. I I think all of my favorite lines are like the ones where they're actor or the actress is looking dead into the camera saying something super corny like when paul is up on the sandworm and he's looking around here and his his makeup is perfect and he's and the the music is what gets me like yes it's like the really it makes you feel good it's like oh yeah he's up on the sandworm things are moving along in a positive direction for the movie kind of music oh i love those lines it's so good you can't. Kyle yep. McLaughlin is Paul Muad'Dib. He, you know, talk, say what you will. He's perfect for it. He is a perfect Paul Duke Paul Muad'Dib. My Duke. Okay, now you almost. No. And it's quick. It's real quick. It's real quick. I'm just gonna send us out on something. It's a, it's a good All one. All right, send okay. us out. I promise. Take us out. Okay. All right. So we talked about they talked about the similarities between the Duke Duke and the Emperor, right? The bird-like features in the face, the preference for drab garb. Being known for their ducal moods. Are they yeah. actually related? Yes. Cool. That was, that was what I wanted to leave us with. Oh, well. Are they? Send us out, Lily. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, like I, haven't, I haven't read past the uh, this book, but I, I don't know. I think they bring it up enough how much, how much the emperor liked the duke, how much yeah. uh, he was like the son he never had. I don't They're know. They're both Is there old there? money. They're both old <laughs> money for sure. Totally. You know? But it's at the same old money is the question. Uh, at that point in the yeah, in the genetic tree, yes. I think they're second or se- definitely second cousins. There's something there. They're definitely rich old white dudes for sure. <laughs> like they're, they well, they're in the same club. Money they're is thicker related, than blood. But they're the same thing. Perfect. Y'all, thank you. Really? <clears throat> thank you so much to James for joining us. If you haven't checked out, we're going to post things, but... Shrams, S-C-H-R-A-M-M-S. I was spelling, Alec. I can spell. Shrams Mead, <laughs> out of Michigan. Absolutely gorgeous, exquisite product. James, has, our Liette, we have not had a Liette yet. James, you can get it. Join us next week for more. We've just got a few chapters left in this book, and then we're continuing on in our Dune Adventures. Uh, at Gomjabber. G-O-M-J-A-B-B-E-R on various platforms and various iterations. Later, nerds. Mm-hmm.